0: Hello and welcome to episode six of the Clear Cruise podcast. My name is Toby Cruise, and what do we have in store for you this week? Well, as you may know, Clear are hosting a luxury cruise showcase in Malaga from the 15th to the 16th of October this year. Uh, agents will get the chance to hop aboard the Silver Sea Silver Whisper and the Seaborn Ovation. So Seaborn marketing manager Carly Perkins and Erin Johnson, the marketing director of Silver Sea had a chat with Andy Harmer to talk about the growing luxury sector this week. Also in this episode, Andy had a chat with cruise and travel vloggers Ben and David from Honest Cruising. So stay out for that. But first, the president and CEO of Clear herself, Cindy Diaz, spoke with us ahead of her departure at the end of the year.
1: So I'm joined by Cindy, who's the president and CEO of Clear. Thank you for joining us, Cindy.
2: Happy to be here and on your side of the pond. Right I know. Here in London,
1: in London uh, on a beautiful sunny day. Uh, that doesn't happen very often. No, it
2: does not. <laughs> Thank you very much for allowing me to be here during that time.
1: <laughs> well, we appreciate your time. Um, how did you? How on earth did you end up in cruising?
2: It wasn't a direct path, I'll say that. I started um, in the hospitality and the travel tourism industry for about 25 years, and four years ago, Christine Duffy, who'd been a, a longtime friend and mentor. Uh, who was at CLIA yeah. said she needed a COO and I thought well this is exciting because in the 1980s I had teams of planners for cruising report to me but I myself wasn't a cruiser and I knew the industry had changed dramatically Christine had kind of taught, told me some of the things that have changed in the industry so the opportunity both to work with Christine and then to get more knowledgeable about cruising and use my experience with the travel agents, with the commercial side of the business, all seem to be like a great idea.
1: And CLIA is now a global organization. It must be interesting uh, to visit all of the different CLIA offices and countries and see the differences.
2: Yeah, if if someone were to ask me what, you know, what has been the most interesting and I'd say also challenging part of the, the years at CLIA, it's been taking us from a global organization on paper and really moving us into a living global organization and all that entails. And it does mean not only visiting all the offices, but understanding the cultures and the issues that we have around the world. And and as you know, Andy, we've tried to say that we have a global organization, so we have a global framework so that we can share best practice. But really, it's got to be the local experts that deal with the issues and support their markets. So it's been a lot of fun.
1: And we were lucky enough for the last couple of years for you to speak at our main conference in Southampton. Um, We've enjoyed you being there each year. Uh, And this year, the theme was around Generation Cruise. Why has never been a better time to cruise? Um, But there really hasn't been a better time to cruise, right?
2: There really hasn't. Um, If you listen to Arnold Donald, he'll describe We are in a period of kind of the golden cruise era. And I think that's true from so many perspectives. Again, me coming in with kind of fresh eyes and seeing all that there is to offer any traveler of any uh, age demographic, budget, um, preference, bucket list. There's not another industry or vacation option that offers what cruising does, which then drives us to the highest guest satisfaction rating of any vacation option so it's a great time no matter what type of milestone you're celebrating what type of budget you have or where you want to go
1: and that and that choice that we have in our industry now means that um, we are attracting new generations such as millennials for example that's exciting for our industry's future as well
2: Well, what's so different about the millennials from people I'll say in my age group, knowing you're probably just a few years younger.
1: (laughs) I don't know about that.
2: (laughs) The millennials are not attracted to material items and to purchasing things. They want experiences and they want to experience things that maybe, you know, aren't going to be forever or are unique, one of a kind, truly personalized to themselves. That's everything that cruising offers. You can create your own itinerary, your own activity options, where you want to go in the world, how you get there. So it plays absolutely to that desire to personalize and to experience.
1: So uh, clearly a really exciting time for the industry and lots to look forward to, but is there anything that keeps you up at night?
2: Well, I think what keeps me up at night is probably the same thing that keeps most tourism leaders up at night, and that is we have such a responsibility to ensure that both the locals in any destination as well as the visitors have a positive experience and it's not a problem that any one entity can solve. We've all got to work together to ensure the infrastructure is there, you know that they're planned for the visitors that are coming in, there are broad choice of options and tours for people to experience um, and that you know we all work together to ensure as I said that that experience when you're there positive whether you're a local a resident or whether you're a visitor because tourism delivers such a strong contribution to any um, economic area that it's important that the the emotional side of it is really positive as well
1: and I think one of the other changes maybe over the last few years that we've noticed is that cruising has gone from being something we talk about at local level to something that's truly global
2: Well, I think a lot of that is the fact that we have these beautiful ships that are now becoming part of a destination. People enjoy being on the ships. We are growing, certainly we're growing not only in the the size of our fleet, but in the number of cruisers and the innovation. So you're absolutely right. More people want to be cruisers. In fact, I think our return rates are about 85%. If you've been on a cruise, you'll take another cruise. So absolutely, people know more about cruising they understand the flexibility and if you've gone on one, you want to go on another.
1: And you've taken a, a few cruises in the, the last few years. Do you have a favorite memory or experience or port that you've, you've enjoyed?
2: Um, I think what I, I'd really describe as my favorite moment on a cruise. Of course, I love the destinations. I love mm. visiting the, the cities and immersing myself. But for me, I have found that the days at sea, sitting on a balcony, maybe with a cocktail in my hand maybe maybe (laughs) enjoying the sound of the water whether it's a day or at night i'm actually mesmerized by the ocean and a beautiful day on the sea is one of the most relaxing moments that i can ever experience so i really love that
1: cindy thank you very much for your time
2: thank you it's a pleasure to be here
1: So I'm here with Erin and uh, Carly, Uh, why don't you both introduce yourselves?
3: Okay, I'm Erin Johnson, I'm the Marketing Director at Silversea Cruises, been there 18 months now, after 16 year tenure within the Carnival Group, so um, it's been an introduction to luxury, really, Um, I've worked on premium brands before with Carly at Holland America Line and um, feel now that the coverage of all the markets I've, I've had, so it's really interesting being in the luxury space.
1: Great, thank you.
4: I'm Carly Perkins. I'm marketing manager for Seabourn. So I've been working for Seabourn for nearly seven years now. And before that, as Erin said, I used to work with her on Holland America Line and Carnival Cruise Lines. Um, I also sell Holland America Line as well.
1: So, is it a big uh, leap to go from something like Carnival Cruise Lines to the ultra luxury space?
3: I think with um, with cruising, we're all trying to do something for the greater good. You know, we're all trying to attract into our sectors new to cruise, and whether that's within the luxury sector or whether that's in mainstream. Um, but it's important to remember that even those customers coming into the mainstream cruise lines will eventually maybe become those luxury guests.
1: Yeah, but a different way of working and marketing, yes. I guess.
3: Yeah.
4: I think as they age into it to a certain extent as well. For instance, a okay. family with small children would be more likely go for a resort style of ship, whereas once their children have grown up, there, they're going to be looking at a probably more expensive, more luxurious holiday when they're just paying for the two of them.
1: Uh, and that's a good point. On the type of customer, is it, what kind of guest are you seeing on board and has that changed?
3: Well, for Silver Sea, our mainstay of guests is average age around sixty-five. So you you know we are on the older age of the spectrum. Although we are trying to change that as a as a brand, Um, we are now looking um, to really cater and market towards the baby boomer market um, because that's where we see the future and um, there are a lot of luxury companies out there whether they be hospitality hotels or other cruise lines that are looking at the millennial market but at the end of the day they're not the ones that have the time and our our cruises on average are 12 days or more and so people do need the time Mm
1: -hmm. so slightly slightly longer cruises uh, and i guess the product is slightly different on board to reflect the older uh, age of the guest
4: That's hard to say. I think um, the luxury traveller is more looking at those bucket list destinations and that lifestyle and that personalised kind of um, service that they will receive. I think younger guests might opt certainly for slightly shorter cruises. For instance, we sail out of Barbados in the wintertime and we actually do attract a lot of honeymooners on those cruises. And then the Mediterranean, of course, in the summertime, which is seven to ten nights.
3: I think, to Carly's point there, um, it's not about things luxury um we're finding it's much less about things and what people own it's much more about the experiences mm-hmm. that Agreed. they want and um therefore we tailor our itineraries and the places that we revisit in the world and the experiences they can have in those destinations to that mindset
1: so uh that presents a <coughs> ch- challenge because you're talking about something that isn't tangible i guess so is selling a luxury brand difficult because of that because you talk about service and it is quite difficult to put into words for some travel agent selling to customers or for customers to understand.
4: Okay three words unique personalized experience that's what we believe luxury is and obviously that's that those three words can appeal to many different types of guests um, but the experience is all about that personalization um, because you've got literally one member of staff to every guest on board you've got a smaller environment the ships are boutique Inside, yet yeah. yeah, lots of space per guest, all suite. Um, so it's very much that personalisation. So a holiday can be made what the guest wants it to be um, because of the staff being so clairvoyant about what their needs are, and obviously the choice of activities um, and the style of um, cultural things that people can do in the ports of call as well.
3: Yeah, and, and definitely anticipating needs is, is uh, a big theme uh, in within the luxury market and something that we um, have with our butler service mm. on board um, and what customers expect at that level.
1: And is having a small ship part of that? overall experience do you think? Does yeah it enhance absolutely, yes.
3: uh, the guest ratio is absolutely enhanced to have to have that smaller environment but an environment where um, on certainly the lines within the ultra-luxury mm. cruise um, segment of which Seabourn and, and Silver Sea fall, um, because it is all-inclusive, there's not that um, uh, awkwardness when you're asking for um, a drink or something, you know, you're know, okay. you just spending time with the people that you want to spend time with and you're um, spending time with people, friends that you've made on board and you don't have to worry about who picks up the bill. There's a that, really nice community actually on board,
4: yeah. it's very social.
1: Yeah, and I, and I think one of the attractions for cruising is that you cruise with people that you kind of like and would want to cruise with, and I guess that's easier on an ultra-luxury ship. Yes, yeah. Yeah. So, um, and I guess what's important for some customers are those partnerships that you have on board. Can you tell us a little bit about some of those?
4: Um, Ultra-luxury travellers, we believe, they recognise and relate to luxury brands. Uh, so, for example, at Seabourne we've got a partnership with Three three Michelin star um, chef Thomas Keller. He's not so well-known in the UK, but he's really well-known in the USA, where he has three really upscale properties, um, and of course, guests in America, A, will find it difficult to make a, have a booking at one of his restaurants and will pay a lot of money, and on Seabourne that's complimentary. Um, so, I think that's something that really attracts people to the brand.
3: And you know, as well as food, it's um, about experiences, like I was saying, and um, the arts and culture side of things. So we have a partnership with the Royal Geographical Society, um, and more so for um, the expedition ships within the Silver Sea Fleet. But we have um, polar explorers, speakers, etc., that are affiliated to that network that enhance the experience for the guests that are going to those places in the world.
1: So let's pick up on that point on destination because it leads us on nicely to to talk about expedition, but also is there a challenge with providing your guests with a unique experience in ports that are used by other ships or or is that down to the excursions that you offer?
3: I think where we win is that we are smaller ships. Um, you know, our largest ship is now Silver Spirit, at, um, after she's recently been stretched, yeah. at 608 guests. And with that, it means um, smaller ports can be mm-hmm. accessed so um you know rather than going to Dubrovnik for example you can call it revenge or um you can call it split and therefore the guests are getting that um different yeah. experience and then the sh- the the shore excursions in those areas are definitely tailored towards that ultra luxury guest mm-hmm. would you not say
4: i agree i mean for instance again with Seabourn, we can go up right up into ho chi Minh city and right. literally dock at the city where larger ships have you know, they're they're docked a long way away and guests have to take a pretty long coach drive to get into um, those destinations. But I think it's also catering for the guests. I mean, at Seabourn we've got a partnership with UNESCO, right. which means we've got a series of excursions. Yes, of course, we've got our great museum tours and cultural tours and mm. things like that. But with the UNESCO Discovery Tours, guests can actually go behind the scenes and have some, bring home something completely unique um, that's personalised. And obviously, it gives them blagging rights when they start talking to their friends about their holiday afterwards, which, again, is a key thing in the luxury market. Yes, <laughs> they, they,
3: they don't want to see the world from, the, um, from a coach. You know, they, right. they are looking for that authentic beauty. They're looking for that authentic experience. And in some ports, for example, when I was in South America at the beginning of the year, um, one of the excursions that one offer was a very intimate 12-person um, dinner at a local uh, family's house in Chile. And having an experience like that isn't something that you would be able to do when you're on a coach with another 50 people.
1: That sounds mm. an amazing excursion.
3: Yeah. <laughs> We've also created something called Ventures by Siebel,
4: So it started off in Antarctica, but we're now doing it in Alaska, the Arctic, the Amazon, the Caribbean, where we've got kayaks on the ship. So guests can actually see with an expedition leader. They can go right up close to glaciers, to bird sanctuaries, and actually have a natural experience that's unique to a small group of about 12 people in a kayak.
3: And to to that point, it's not not just us, but other um, cruise lines within this sector. We're looking outside of... The shorelines of destinations. You know, we realise that there are bigger spaces within countries. Yeah. So um, our couture collection at Silver Sea, for example, takes those midland voyages or um, pre and post voyages and showcases other parts of those countries that we're visiting before or after the cruise, and immerses people into experiences there.
1: Now, I think earlier on you said that you um, it would. great to get some younger guests on board just because they're going to be the next generation of cruisers so do the destinations help do that
4: they're certainly bringing in a new audience i think obviously we are very new to the expedition business as our first expedition ship is not coming until 2021 however with the current ships that we have and the ventures by seaborne type tours that we're doing we are finding we're attracting people by experience as well, when they know they can go to Alaska and walk into an ice cave and right. do things that the big ships really can't do, it's something that I think, oh right, it's worth going to a luxury sh- ship to yeah. be able to have that opportunity. Yeah,
1: yeah, and amazing experiences that you offer. Um, now, you both have ships in Malaga for our luxury cruise showcase in October, um, so why don't you tell us about the ships that you have uh, for people to see, and what kind of things that they can expect to see?
3: Well, firstly, we're really proud that we are going to be able to showcase um, one of the ships at the first luxury forum yeah. that Clear's holding. And um, the ship that Silver Sea has there is a Silver Whisper. Um, she is 382 suites, so one of our midsize in our classic fleet, a sister ship to Silver Shadow. And um, guests will see our our classic product now with the um, ven- the partnership we now have with Royal Caribbean, which that that deal's now been done. The Whisperer is going to be having a significant refurbishment in December, which is um, going to be much bigger than we anticipated before okay. that that deal. But guests can absolutely still see. Um, the some of the suites on board, the public areas, um, the main restaurant, um, and of course the the show lounge where we'll be able to where we're we having the sessions.
1: And, and do we know what that refurbishment is going to look like yet, or?
3: Um, we're calling it um, a musification. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> Love it. Um, uh, what wasn't going to happen was um, the suites on board before the partnership weren't going to be upgraded, and now okay. all public, all the suites will see um, some sort of musified upgrade. So we're looking forward
4: How to that. Exciting. Yeah.
1: And Ovation is important, yeah, of course.
4: so we're really excited to be able to showcase the Ovation in Malaga and very excited to be part of the Clear Luxury event. Yes. Um, the Ovation, actually, she's our brand new ship. She was launched in May this year. Um, in Valletta, Malta, with uh, her godmother being uh, L- Elaine Page. Yes,
1: amazing. So,
4: and she's been sailing the um, Northern Europe for this for this summer, and obviously she's doing a bit of Mediterranean cruising in the autumn, and then she's going to be doing mostly Asia in the winter time. Um, but she's the second in our new Encore class ships, so she has 300 all veranda suites. Um, she's a beautiful ship. I haven't seen her yet, but I'm really looking forward to seeing her I very shortly. Uh, not many people have, apart from have guests okay, who go. sailed on her we're all
1: excited about seeing
4: her uh, but obviously she's uh, she so, she's takes 600 guests um, she's got some beautiful deck space some um, incredible dining opportunities as well and so um, you know, agents will have lunch on board um, and experience the areas that we have like the grill by Thomas Keller and our fantastic retreat area on top of the ship fantastic,
1: can't wait mm-hmm. so two amazing ships look forward to seeing um, why else should agents come to the, the Malaga event?
4: I think luxury cruise is growing, and there's more products and itineraries entering the market, so travel professionals are really well placed to take advantage of this. Um, Since ultra-luxury cruise obviously attracts higher per diems, so that's a benefit for the travel agents, and also loyal guests, which means travel agents will get much more repeat business that way as well.
3: I think also it, to something to remember is luxury cruises and ultra luxury crews shouldn't be scary. A lot of agents will have these guests on their databases already, mm, um, whether that is through cruise lines that they've, other cruise lines that they booked are within mainstream or premium, or even in other luxury sectors um, in terms of destinations, hotels, etc. So we are here as as um, cruise lines to help with that and nurture those.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And of course, you get to explore Malaga. How how cool is that? Fantastic.
4: Absolutely. <laughs> uh,
1: so before you go, we um, and we talked a little bit about expedition. Let's put that to one side. Other, what's next? What's next for the ultra luxury sector? Because there's lots of new ships coming. Uh, lots. We always talk about lots of new destinations. Is there something that's coming up that we can be excited about?
3: I think for us, what we're working on are um, enhancements to the product, so um, it, to enable to gain those that baby boomer market and attract ourselves to the baby boomer market, we realise as a company that we have to do something with the product, and that doesn't necessarily mean the hardware, yeah. um, it means the experience that they're going mm-hmm. to be having on board. I think
4: for us it's it's evolving. Obviously with Seaborn we've had some changes over the last years, so we sold off our three older ships, yeah. so we were left with three ships that were all built in two thousand and nine. In 2010 2011 and then introduced to brand new ships mm. um, 2016 and this year so for us now to have a fleet of five very very similar very consistent ships uh, means now we've got the hardware we've got some incredible partnerships we're just evolving that experience for our guests and obviously bring going into the expedition sector as well
1: fantastic exciting things to come Erin Carly thank you ever so much thank you mm. Hi there, why don't you introduce yourselves? Hi I'm Ben and I'm David and we are Honest Cruising. Wow so what is Honest Cruising?
5: So it's primarily a YouTube channel so we do lots of vlogs and ship tours and share tips with our with our viewers as well.
1: How did you get into that?
6: We actually got into cruising and um, a friend was getting married on a cruise and convinced us to go on it at first we were dreading it thinking <laughs> really? oh god what have yeah. we done wow. but then um, as soon as we got on board literally within five minutes i remember ben turned around to me and said we're booking again and yeah that started the love of cruising for us and what did you because that was
1: an instant love
5: it was yeah because i think we'd been tied down with all of the old stereotypes of cruising and we thought it was just going to be like loads of old people and buffet lines and things and it was just so different to how we imagined it Everything was like beautiful inside. It was like a luxury five star hotel. And we're not one for sort of sitting on the beach all the time and just going on beach holidays. No. We like to do city breaks. So yeah. it's like the best of both worlds. You get to go somewhere new every single day. Open up your curtains in the morning. And it's an absolute brand new landscape, which is just awesome. And you don't have to unpack as well, yeah. which is the best thing.
1: Yeah. And, and you can pack loads, right? If you yeah, absolutely,
5: yeah, there's no limit. You can literally take the kitchen sink on if you want to. Yeah, but don't. Not that you're going to need it. Uh,
1: and any favourite cruise experiences or any favourite ports that you've experienced? Yeah, we did
6: the um, the Baltic was an amazing experience. Mm-hmm. Just because a lot of the places are not particularly places we would have maybe flown to for a week. Yeah. Um, but we actually found some gems in there, like Estonia and St. Petersburg was just oh, incredible.
5: Amazing. St. Petersburg was Literally one of the most stunning places I've ever really? been. It just completely surprised me with how different it was to what I imagined.
1: And Stockholm's a great city as well.
5: Yeah.
6: Yeah. I mean, all the cities we visited, like I say, they were just, they were all really unique and yeah. we did a lot of unique experiences as well. We choose to cruise for themed cruises, um, which is fantastic, really. Um, you can. Cruise There's theme cruises for everything um, and it mixes an experience, you get the onboard experience yeah. and a special experience yeah. as well around the theme of the cruise.
5: It's nuts, there's literally something for everybody. It's a great way if
6: you've never cruised before to get into cruising as well because, or if you have cruised and you wanted to try something different, yeah. um, it's a great way to get on board, see what cruises are like but then you've also got the shared experience of something that you love and you can uh, enjoy with everybody
1: else. Yeah, meet lots to new friends. Thank you very much.
5: Cool, thank you.
0: So that's all from us this week. I hope you enjoyed it. Make sure to subscribe on your podcasting app. Make sure to share and let us know what your thoughts are. Let us know on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Send us your thoughts, send us your questions and use the hashtag clearpod, that's C-L-I-A-P-O-D. Thank you so much for listening. I look forward to seeing you next week. Happy cruising.